You're listening to the 10 Minutes of Rational Radio Podcast, brought to you by Sirena Observatory. Hello, fellow Homo sapiens. I am Jordan Kemp, and you are listening to the Rational 10 Podcast, 10 minutes of scientific learning rolled into one bite-sized piece for your daily commute. Imagine how the world would change if we all spent just 10 minutes a day towards scientific learning. Well, now you can. Just tune in, drop out, and keep on listening. Today's episode discusses a common argument for atheism and or agnosticism, popularized by Richard Dawkins in his best-selling book, The God Delusion. You may have heard of it. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend you check it out. Even if, by the end of it, you don't end up an atheist or an agnostic, you will at least have a better understanding of the arguments for and against those topics and um, why you feel the way you do, which is very important, I think, for everybody to understand. So this argument basically goes like this. What if I told you that an invisible pink elephant floated over my head and told me how to live a moral life. In that case, you would want me to behave in a good way, meaning that if you approve of the elephant's instructions, you would basically tell me, you know what, you are crazy, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but I really want you to keep acting the way you do. Please continue to be a good person, don't stop, Um, just continue doing what you're doing, but I'm not going to believe it. And that's the correct response. You would not be obligated to disprove the existence of my invisible pink elephant before you can disbelieve in it. That argument is fundamentally used to establish that basically the philosophic burden of proof in any argument lies on the person that is making an unfalsifiable claim, rather than the one that's trying to shift the burden of disproof to others. So the argument was actually first formulated by the great philosopher Bertrand Russell, and it was known as Russell's Teapot. Basically, the idea was he said, you know what, what if a teapot was orbiting somewhere between Earth and the moon? It's too small to be seen with a telescope. You can't see it, but I know it's there. You have to believe in it. In that case, he basically gave that thought experiment and then proceeded to establish that it would be his job to prove that that teapot existed in outer space and couldn't be seen, rather than the job of others to disprove its existence. So the argument's been used in countless variations, including by the great Carl Sagan, the spokesman of the original show, Cosmos. If you haven't seen the original, I do suggest you check it out. It is highly entertaining. And he basically said it was the dragon in the garage argument, and he used it to demonstrate skeptical thinking in one of his books. Basically, he said, you know, what if there was an invisible dragon in my garage? You can't prove that it exists. It's invisible. Is it your job or my job to disprove it? And he kind of used that to talk about developing a skeptical mind. That's also the founding principle behind the church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, for those of you who have enjoyed the occasional religious parody. Um, If you haven't heard of them, the Flying Spaghetti Monster Church postulates that there is an invisible flying spaghetti monster who is not possible to be disproven, flies along behind them, and tells them to live good lives. Um, And basically, they all join this organization to make fun of theists in general, um, because they are a registered religion, actually, in the United States. Now... All of this argument doesn't mean that you can't believe in God or that you can't believe in a religion. What it does mean is that the burden of proof for a religious argument, being by definition not provable, is on you as the believer, not on others to disprove it for you. So that little ploy is a common trick used by theists quite often during arguments with atheists, in which they try to get the atheist to either agree to disprove their deity or to accept that the deity must exist. So that's false logic in and of itself. Uh, The burden of proof is always on the asserting party, not on the disbelieving party, and it allows the theist to basically stand back and challenge somebody to disprove an an omnipotent, omniscient supposed being, which is a foolish exercise in and of itself. 
But by the way, an, an easy way out of this corner is the good old, can God create a stone so big that he couldn't move it thought experiment, but um, I digress. So in a nutshell, that is the pink elephant argument. Kind of as a not suitable for work aside, my favorite version of this argument comes from the comedian Pat Oswald, who used it in a special when he asked, what if I told you that there was a giant anus floating over my head? And unless I was perfectly good and kind and charitable, it would appear and suck me into it where I would then be devoured by massive shit piranhas. I mean, you just can't make stuff like that up. And it is just an absolutely wonderful clip. I highly suggest you Google it. Um, again, Patton Oswald, and he has a hilarious bit on the f- invisible floating anus above his head. So thank you for listening. This has been the 10 Minutes of Rational Learning Podcast from Sirena Observatory. If you like this, please check out our website at www.sirenaobservatory.com. Like us on Facebook or Instagram, follow us on Pinterest, or tweet at us at Sirena Obs on Twitter. Thank you, and have a good day.